As we near this nightmare synod, a greater number of faithful Catholics are becoming aware of what is being proposed, and the heresy and apostasy that the synod's German fathers are trying to force onto the whole church. What's worse is that this is being done with Vatican approval, or so it appears anyway, and the laity are waking up to that fact as well. Many people have asked me and others doing this kind of work what it is that they can do to oppose this. There are numerous things you can do in the face of a society that is growing increasingly sick and increasingly godless, and I'll have more on that in the future. But for now, in the face of a church increasingly in the grips of madmen who aren't really Catholic, you and I are left with fewer options. But the main option we have is to fight back, and that's our main weapon for that, is prayer. And a group of the lay faithful is organizing in Rome a prayer campaign to be launched on October 5th, the day before the Amazon Synod formally launches. I have the full text of their letter to the faithful of the world here, and it's short, so I'll read the whole thing. It contains a list of ten prayer intentions that are, frankly, very red-pilled, to use an overused term. But it's true. These intentions are true and get to the point immediately. You may have seen the recent video by Michael Matt over at The Remnant where he mentioned a few of these intentions. I'll be presenting the full list of all ten intentions now. So let's get to it. The letter to the faithful entire church reads as follows. Again, don't worry, it is short and it, it contains all the prayer intentions explicitly. The full text has been reposted on the Sources blog. Quote, October 5th, 2019 in Rome, let's pray for the church. It was Good Friday 2005, and then Cardinal Joseph Ratzinger, who would soon become Pope, declared these unmistakable words. How much filth there is in the church, and even among those who, in the priesthood, ought to belong entirely to him. Once he became Pope, Benedict XVI traveled to Fatima. During an in-flight press conference on May 11, 2010, he told journalists who had asked about who had asked him about the Virgin's message. Quote, the sufferings of the church come precisely from within the church, and from the sin that exists in the church. Today we are seeing it in a truly terrifying way. The greatest persecution of the church not comes not from her enemies outside, but arises from sin within the church. End quote. As Cardinal and his Pope, Benedict wanted to remind us that there are men in the church who are not of the church, who do not really belong to her, and who indeed work more than anyone else for her destruction. The villains and hypocrites who are in the society, St. Augustine said in De Civitate Dei, the city of God, will one day become the majority, according to the prophecy of St. Paul in the, in the second letter to the Thessalonians. We, a group of Catholic friends, both lay and consecrated, therefore want to pray, together with all those who wish to join us, as close as possible to the tomb of St. Peter, where the popes, with few exceptions, have always desired to reside. We are asking God for these graces. 1. That the sexual and financial scandals that disfigure the face of the church stop, and that the clergy who are involved in these scandals not be promoted to leadership positions, but on the contrary, be removed and invited to repentance. 2. That the depositum fide, the deposit of faith, of which no one in Christ's church, not even the Pope, is master, not be adulterated. 3. That religious families, bishops, priests, and professors who are faithful to Christ and the Church no longer be taken over, commissariarity, persecuted, or dismissed without concrete and verified accusations, for their sole reason of their attachment to the faith of all time. 4. That the Church's hierarchy be courageous in preaching the Gospel and hold up her saints as an example to the faithful. 
not those who have divided and lacerated the church, like the monk Martin Luther in past times, or those who fight against life on a daily basis by supporting abortion, free drugs, and euthanasia, like Emma Bonino in times present. 5. That the priority of those who lead the church be to proclaim the faith in Jesus Christ the Savior, leaving to Caesar what is Caesar's, and that they avoid acting like sociologists, political scientists, climatologists, and logists of every kind. 6. That the men of the church cease not to proclaim the non-negotiable principles, in particular the defense of life and the family, and that they come to terms with the culture of death and gender ideology. 7. That love for creation no longer be confused with pagan and pantheistic ecology, nor the mercy of God with moral relativism and religious indifferentism. 8. That we listen to the cry coming from the African church. May the West not deceive our young people with false myths and false promises. And the churches of Eastern Europe, which repeat with John Paul II, that one's country is also a mother for each person, in a very true way, and that the defense of one's own identity has nothing to do with nationalism or other aberrations. 9. The Chinese Catholics not be sacrificed to the communist dictatorial regime in the name of impossible and unjust agreements, as Cardinal Zen Zekion has repeatedly denounced. 10. That persecuted Christians throughout the world who face torture and death for the sake of Christ no longer hear from Rome that Allah and Jesus Christ are the same God. End quote. Okay, like I said, I've posted these full prayers on the blog so you can have them in writing. They were originally published on the National Catholic Register's website. Frankly, I love these intentions. I really do. I hate to say this, but seeing intentions like this is kind of vindicating, because it shows that regular Catholics half a world away share the same concerns about the state of the church that we all do, and that they've noticed the same errors we've noticed. We're not the only ones who see the rise of religious indifferentism being taught from the highest offices in the church. We're not the only ones who have been treated viciously because of that indifferentism. We're not the only ones who've noticed this rise of a weird eco-paganism. These attentions are not your typical Sunday intentions at your typical diocesan Novus Ordo Parish, and thank God for that. Literally, thank God, because at least these stand unequivocally for the timeless truth taught by the Church, and don't embrace whatever silly political concerns are presently en vogue in the world at the moment. I know some may think this is trite, but again, prayer is our best weapon in the spiritual war that we are fighting. The pursuit of sanctity is the most important thing we do in our lives. And prayer is one of the means of effecting change, or preventing change in this case, that we can use while pursuing sanctity. I know that some might be tempted to embrace, shall we say, more direct and more material means of intervening, but obviously we can't endorse anything that would use most of those kinds of methods. Though I do think there is a place for organized protests, outside of the Synod, and outside the various Vatican offices, but definitely not in the mass like those modernists in Portland tried against their faithful priests that decided their secularization of the faith had gone on long enough. If you don't know what I'm referring to, I'll put a link to that video in the pinned comments below. It's shocking to see what these maniacs were doing in Portland. So what do you think of all this? If you support this prayer campaign, can you do us all a favor and spread the campaign around? Either share the blog post or intentions list or this video or whatever it is you feel is best to get more people doing this. And keep praying these prayers when you, when you can during the Synod. Maybe, just maybe a few of the participants will grow a spine and chastise the organizers of the Synod to their faces and demand an accounting for the heresies they're promoting before the rest of the hierarchy. We can only pray for such an outcome. We, more miraculous things than that have happened. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein.
Ave Maria.